0: Welcome to the podcast, King of a Low Hill. I would love to be able to tell you what it's about, but it tends to be whatever we happen to think of at the time and other things. Plus, we occasionally have guest hosts. So enjoy whatever this is. Welcome to the podcast, King of a Low Hill. This is episode seven. High on life, six feet under. I am your host, co-host, Maximilian Poweropolis, Max Power for short. And on the phone, due to overabundance of caution is... Sven Svensson,
1: coming to you from my bunker deep in the wilds of the Black Hills.
0: I thought we agreed that we were never going to reveal where we were from. I mean, you know, not if they, if they actually hung around San Francisco long enough, they would find us. Well,
1: yeah. But that's okay. We can move.
0: We can. So um, the podcast is catching fire. We are up to six people who like us versus not just my mother. And our uh, viewership is 90% male. And 3% of our viewers are from Sweden.
1: 3%?
0: Yes, it started off 60%, so I guess that one Swede really hasn't listened to many more other than the first three. No, is that,
1: is that, is that... No,
0: okay, fine. <laughs> See, this is where we need show notes, because then <laughs> I have to fill in now. Yeah, no, it's okay. Because i was about to have a glass of wine. So... I have begun working out again. Really? Yes. But so, Well, I'm getting to be that age where I was—I made the mistake of reading somewhere somehow. It—it it was probably a Twitter article, unfortunately. You could take that with a grain of salt. But it was—it <laughs> was one of those when you cross for when you cross twenty to thirty, you lose like thirty percent of your muscle mass or whatever that nonsense is. I'm going to say I, I've been that age for twenty-five years. Well, but round is a shape. I wouldn't feel bad about that at all. Yes. Like, Grimace has been very successful. You know, uh, the boy from Willy Wonka who ate too much chocolate. I mean, he's famous. Augustus Gloop. Thank you. Nice. See, we don't even need our our audience of six people to fact (laughs) check that.
1: Well, I'm a veritable storehouse of useless information.
0: So I was reading when you cross uh, forty uh, into your forties, into your fifties. If you don't have a regiment established, that more than likely can never get back the one. Yep. So, Absolutely. so because half of me is broken, as a result, I know we we've gone over this, um, just you and me. But in my years on this earth, I've had you know, a broken nose, cut off finger. Broken wrist, two broken ankles, ACL reconstruction, ACL cleanup, or cartilage cleanup, oh, jeez. Multiple concussions, blood clot in the calf, separated shoulder, and a bunch I'm missing. Oh, I stabbed, remember the most recent one is I stabbed my hand, remember, and I was shucking oysters the day after Christmas at uh, my grandmother, or at uh, my wife Antoinette's house? mm mm-hmm. Yes. So anyway, so I've got all these problems. So I can't power lift anymore because basically whenever I try to pick up something heavier than 20 pounds, that, that part of me is just going to remain on the floor. <laughs> okay. So it's 25 minutes on the treadmill with a 5-minute cool down, 20 minutes on the bike with no cool down, Five minutes on the row machine, and then, and then I I'm doing um free dumbbell weights, you know okay. to do, to do chest, chest, shoulders and and, and back. And the weights I'm using right now are ten pounds each. Wow, you monster, you! So we have guys that I work with that are literally curl hand curling with fifty pounders, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're, they're dropping them, you know, for effect and all that. And I'm, and I'm getting these weights and I'm like,
1: Yee, here we so go! That, uh, that Icelandic guy or Norwegian guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones who just set the new world record for the deadlift, he's, he's, he doesn't have to worry about you uh, zooming in there and scooping up the title from him anytime soon?
0: Well, if you give me 500 years, I might get close to half of what he can do. <laughs> but, you know... So I'm sitting there. I'm watching these guys bench. You know, we we got a guy who's a power lifter. Benches more four hundred pounds and all this stuff. So here I am with my two 10 pounders. So I try to sneak up into the weight room when nobody's looking. Of course. Well, you know the you know where I work and the in the kind of person I work with. So you know, the second they figured out that I was doing that, Yeah. they're then, all over you. Oh, they they wait until they hear me up there. And then all of a sudden, all, all the power guys come up and like, yeah, "We're doing 80 pound curls." I'm like, "I'm doing mine, right, okay." let me go. Because you know, I, I got this. My shoulder's so screwed that if I do anything stronger than that, it's just literally. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, can you um go over there and my arms over there? Can you can you just grab my arm and bring it back here?" I just just tape it back here and and I'll just finish my workout and then I'll go to the hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. I know what you mean, dude? I've, I've got blown, blown rotator cuffs. I've got tendonitis in both arms. I, it's it's horrible, dude. I have a hard time lifting a gallon of milk out of the refrigerator with my left arm.
0: Well, you can see me; the audience can't. So, because I'm doing aerobic upper, yeah. So you see that bicep? So it's a there's no fat there. It's a cut bicep. But you notice it's all in the middle, like a yeah. weirdly Popeye-esque. Yeah, yeah, no, I see it. So I. You know, I kind of let my wife Antoinette know. I said, "Hey, I'm working really hard. I've lost some weight. I, I've definitely cut. Uh, you know, my r- ratios are so much better." Sure. So, hey, how about a little, uh, you know, positive reinforcement there, honey? Sure. So, so then I, you know, I flex for her, and she goes, "Oh, that's creepy. That's really weird." I'm like, "I'm like, what? what what's really weird?" Well, your your, your bicep—it's all in the middle. So I'm like, "Well." It's the best I got with with my limitations. She's like, I I, I think that's creepy. I think that's creepy. So then, you know, I'm on a men's magazine website today, and I'm like, okay, what can I do to, you know, work out the entire bicep? And so I'm using my little 10-pound weight, and now I've got to be in that room longer with the guys making fun of me so that I can sculpt my bicep in a less creepy way. Or a person that I know isn't going to leave me because she's been married to me for 24 years, dating for four years. Right. Which, you know, if miracles aren't real, that's proof of one.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So how long, you got, I, I can't always forget, do you guys have more time on us or less time? you got more time. Um, marriage? <laughs> no, jail time. Be, that's well, what no, they, we were just talking about the
1: same thing. Are you, kidding? you realize if I had killed her the night we got married I'd be getting out of prison
0: now oh not even that in the <laughs> county for which I know people who work and do things like law enforcement things we had there was a <laughs> there was a uh, special Group of guys who all get together from different jurisdictions and work on the same problem together. And they had two cases last year, and one was a uh, he got convicted of a homicide, uh, murder. One, you know, with forethought and intention and purpose to do harm and you know take someone's life. Well, you wandered you wandered off because we're doing this as a Zoom meeting. Look at that. Sorry, yeah. I had to let the cat out. Uh, literally, or is that a euphemism? Literally, I had to let the cat out of my office. So this uh, this individual lured a prostitute over to his house, uh, raped and murdered her, and then threw her in a Christmas tree box and left it by a dumpster.
1: Oh, I'm surprised he didn't try to return her to Walmart. They didn't give her give him his money back for the Christmas
0: tree. Oh. and
1: then put it back up on the shelf and sold her next year.
0: You know what? That's probably where his plan went awry. And he only thought about it a little Got more. It. <laughs> so, well, anyway, so twelve so... Ye- twelve years serve eight. That, that's all, huh? And the second guy, it was, you know, gang member versus gang member, but it was all on video and it was, you know, about as straightforward as you could have it. Got eight second degree, guilty. Got eight sir, is gonna serve six in he's gonna on the street. Okay.
1: So if I had killed mine on the night we were married, I would have gotten out of jail a long time ago. Because um, in about a month, we're going to be at 26,
0: together 31. There you go. So, yeah, I got you by a couple of years. Not only that, but you actually would have been a bachelor had I met you the first time. Yes, and happy. And we've known each other now, oh, God. 2001. <laughs> it's for real, Thank Yeah. 19 years? Yeah. Because that's when I
1: came over to where we met was about this time, about April, May, 2001.
0: And and that was the most weirdest, fun clubhouse business thing ever. I loved it. Back then especially. It got crappier later, but yeah. Initially, Wait, it was a ball. Well, think, of, think about what we would do. So okay. me and... Of him who will not be mentioned, would show up at your place of business. Yep. Um, you always had a, a, a bunch of fun people also around there. Um, your your actual boss really liked us, so she was around a lot. Yep. You had you had the guy who I end up uh, I I know somebody who ended up arresting him. The guy who also left to, to come to a similar profession as mine. Yep. And uh all we did was hang out and then some whacked out idiot would try to steal from the place that you worked at, and we would go chase them all over the store. Yep. And then invariably chase them through the parking lot. Yeah. So and sometimes
1: uh into the neighborhood around it.
0: Well, and then um your East Indian partner. Yes. Remember the time that the uh the lady he goes to make a stop because she stole like uh, a felony level amount of CDs and nonsense. And remember she almost took his eye with her uh keys? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Slim up the cheekbone? Yep, yep, yep. Cut his cheek. Yep. That was there that day. She she fought on that. Yep. She did well, not we, want to go.
1: We we read a couple that were, were serious about not going to jail. There were there were a couple times.
0: Well, do you remember the one where uh, she had to be conservatively five hundred pounds? Yes. Well uh, again
1: not narrowing it down a lot there were a number of those that you were not always involved with but i had a number of those over the years that were conservatively that type of weight but which one are you referring to specifically
0: this is the one for some reason because she kept going near her midsection like she kept trying to like cover yes that i got i got a little bit uh, concerned about yeah so so i eventually just kind of reached around and kind of lifted up a couple folds and she had hidden in a um Washcloth, a steak knife. Yes, that's yes, yes. So I, I grabbed it and threw it because there was no other place to go. And then she right. immediately threw herself on the ground. And and remember, I got my arm underneath her. Yes. And and then and then I, I don't know if you saw it or you heard me, but like I she almost snapped my uh, upper or lower arm, uh, my I, radius I and ulna because I felt that that bow yep. just that's for a true. second. What? Yep. Ugh. That was about as close but, as be But see, that makes for good stories now. Well, and, and and the funny part is, when we got her back to the place where we wanted to talk to her and then let her go, um, she was a sweetheart. So I'm like, yeah. what? okay. I go, were you trying to stab us? She goes, oh, well, I was thinking about it. And I go, what? I go, but you're capable of acting like this. Like, you've been super pleasant once it was done. You know, up until then you were you were a maniac. I mean, what's the point of all that? <laughs>
1: well, you know, they the heat of the moment, they don't think about what's going on, you don't think about long-term consequences always. There were there were a number of those. You know, after it was all over, they're like, hey, I'm
0: sorry. Thanks for helping me, you know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Well, and that's where we initially uh realized the value of um cameras, because they didn't yeah. know that your office was cameras. So they would always make all, all kinds of accuse, crazy accusations about my conduct, your conduct, anybody's conduct. You know, what we said and how we did and everything else. Until we said, well, that's great, except this whole time you've been on camera. And with, with audio. And then they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that didn't really happen. Never mind, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> they would play various cards, or they would attempt to. But, but
0: that's Okay. Yeah, your your office was a clubhouse. I mean, it was it, it was a blast, and there was how many people back there half the time five, six, well, seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was not the largest uh, office either. We managed to stick half a dozen people in there regularly.
0: So we're coming to the post, and it, which is tradition with this podcast, we can never finish correctly or summarize. So we have six minutes, six seconds. So there we go. Uh, we are reminiscing about work. To the podcast, King of a Low Hill. This is episode seven, High on Life, Six Feet Under. I am Maximilian Poweropolis, and that is the only time ever that I got it right on both segments of any of our podcasts. Max, yeah, first time. All right, Max Power for short, and I'm here with my co-host, Stan Sensen. and so we we're doing a little reminiscing about work. After I kind of talked about how I'm old, and now when I try to work hard, goofy crap happens to my body that looks ugly, and I get made fun of the younger kids who don't realize, eventually, they'll be lucky to look like me at my age. They're going to look a lot worse.
1: Yeah, you don't look anywhere near the age you profess to be,
0: so. You know, that's, that's a strange thing that you would say that, because, um, you know, my boss's boss, who I've been friends with forever, Out of nowhere said that yesterday. Really? Yeah, he goes, you are the youngest of the age I am. He goes, like, you you never look like that. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's cool and it's not, because one of the things that have always hurt me is when I test for uh, promotions, I get the feedback of, well, you know, in a couple more years of seasoning, you're you're, you're you're really gonna be in that right position and i I would say but I got 16 years on what are you talking about yeah right oh we we thought you had like seven or eight so I'm like well thanks for the compliment and you know thank you for putting me you know sixth on a list yeah, uh, so you'd rather look old and and seasoned
1: and get the job than uh look then at the boyish good looks you uh currently possess and be Where you are forever?
0: Well, what the way I look right now is fleeting. You know, I look like I'm in my mid thirties, even though I'm nowhere near that. But the the problem is, I would prefer in the my retirement to have the extra twenty grand that I would have had had I managed to take myself above uh, entry level position that I began twenty three years ago. Then you know, be like this. Get old and look like crap anyway, eventually, and not have an extra fifteen to twenty thousand <laughs> a year. Well, no, I get
1: you, dude. I totally get you. I get you. I'm right there with you.
0: But I, I, I do love the irony in the profession for which I have chosen to participate. That the goal is, and I have an excellent chance of to to be paid longer to not work there than I actually worked there. And to be paid more for not working there than I was compensated for working there. Wow, that's
1: kind of convoluted. That's uh, that's a whole lot of uh, what are you doing back there?
0: Uh, I don't think you're talking to me.
1: No, I'm talking to the cat. Move my camera.
0: The cat moved your camera.
1: It's 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 a wired camera. It's wires hanging down the back of the top of the screen, and he went back there and stepped on the wire and turned the camera.
0: I thought you kicked the pussy out of your office.
1: Yeah, it didn't go. It came back.
0: Meow, <laughs> yeah, meow. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell yeah. you, isn't that how life works? Good pussy walks away and never comes back, but bad pussy always shows back up.
1: Well, pussy's like pizza. Even bad pizza's still pizza.
0: We're still talking about cats, right? Yes. Yes <laughs> so anyway, I, I just like the idea that I'm hopefully going to move out of uh, West Virginia and move to a cheaper state, which actually, if I'm going to pick a fake state, I actually picked one of the cheapest states to live in. I should have said New York. yeah, you don't want to live in new york well let's let's pretend I work in New York because it, it helps the analogy better, but uh you know, on top of. Getting paid more and longer than it, than what I was paid to work in the years I've worked, um, the idea of taking my current salary and moving to a cheaper state is also a winner. Uh, chicken dinner. Okay, yeah, we're we're looking at leaving here as soon as our youngest goes away. Now, are you looking? We've talked about this a little bit, but I can't remember where you're looking at. Were we looking at the same area? Um, either south or west. Well, see, we'll, we'll talk about where we're going because that doesn't have to be pretend. So I'm looking at Lookout Mountain, Tennessee, personally.
1: Yes, we're looking at, yes, Tennessee, we really, really liked. we uh, When we went out and about, my, my, my beautiful long-term wife, Eleanor, and I did our 25th anniversary tour of the
0: East Coast. You married Eleanor Rigby?
1: Yes, yes. Wow. Anyway, um, one of the places we ventured was through Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, and some of the other areas around there. And we really liked it. So that's one of the areas. She wants to get away from the colder weather months and move to where it's a little bit more temperate for more of the year.
0: Okay. So So, you know how God takes the the best laid plans and makes them his own?
1: That's not been my experience, but okay.
0: Well, you have an agnostic God, so your God doesn't care what the hell you do. Dude, yeah, It's the same God. Oh, I, I, I'm hoping my God cares about what I do. Mm. <laughs> good good gravy. My, working... my,
1: my, my experience with any type of deific being has been uh, best laid plans, and that screws them up.
0: Yes. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> so as you know, the the original plan was, and I'll, I'll revere it this idiot did so so my son um, I, I'm a Baylor grad and so my son from the second he could talk wanted to go to Baylor so not only did he get accepted to Baylor first first try um, but he had a full ride scholarship that had a that had a housing allowance hundred percent scholarship housing allowance food books, And he would go into the military and have a career right out of the box. Second lieutenant. So the plan was, because my daughter is actually, of the two of them, the smart one. So then we're like, great, so here's what we'll do. We'll, while both kids are at Baylor, and then, you know, my older son is rolling around, you know, the military doing whatever he's doing in the military, we'll have... Our house here until our family circumstances change because Carol uh, uh, Annette's taking care of her dad. So, so as long as that's happening, we'll have either the house or we'll sell this and get a condo. But then a condo in Waco, which Waco's changed. It's awesome now. Oh, is it really? Oh yeah. I mean, night and day. Those two. Those two home fixer-upper people. They. They took. When I was a paramedic working my way through college. Waco was more, it was more dangerous than Washington, D.C. in the height of the crack epidemic they had.
1: I, I, I remember those statistics, yes.
0: So, you know what I'm doing now? I got shot at more as a paramedic than I ever, ever have doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> every, so yeah, o- every so often, you would hear, you would hear like, st, 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 And you look up and there's like holes suddenly appearing on the side of the ambulance. You're so like, oh, come on, again? So um, I, I'm blanking on the name of the two people from. They used to be on the Home Channel. Now they get their own channel. Um, but they've taken it and made it to the point where even Annette would accept living there.
1: Cool. Well, uh, one of our other. Well, my my primary choice would be that state as well.
0: So the problem is, um, my dumb my dumbass son. Hooked in with a bat with a, a batshit crazy girl who he's in love with, who hates the military, thinks all war is evil and everything else. So he lost a scholarship. He didn't flunk out, but I flat out told him, I, I am not gonna pay your, your freight at that school after you lost a scholarship. And because the high school that my daughter was going to, which was a private school, closed her freshman year, and we took her to another private high school, but it wasn't... Is a... now closing. Why now? Which is now closing as well. Yes, and she didn't want to go to the one she's at, but she didn't have another choice. She just wanted to go to the other, so she self-sabotaged for a while, and we kind of went through some stuff, and then she decided she likes this one, and now this one's closing, so she took a couple of vacations. She couldn't even get into Baylor. Oh, really? Yeah, so now she's going to have to do junior college for two years, get the grades up to be able to go to Baylor if she's willing to work hard enough to get to Baylor. Because her college fund will support two years of Baylor. Okay, well, she can do a couple of years of
1: community college and a couple of years at Baylor and get a good
0: education. So so that was the plan. So, so initially the plan was we'll be up where we're at, Carol will continue to take care of her, her father, or my Annette, whomever. Sven Vena, would uh, take care of her, her dad, along with her mom. We would have a condo in Waco. We have a house in where we're at, and we just be, kind of be flowing as we go back and forth. Because and then, hopefully by then, you know, uh, hopefully before the end of summer, I'll have my PhD done. So then I retire from what I'm doing, teach in Texas, or teach here. And, you know, in big chunks of time, we would flip between the two. And now we have literally no reason to be in Waco. Yeah. That kind of puts the Kibash on the
1: part of that plan.
0: So so then it's Lookout Mountain, which is high enough that you still have four seasons, and sometimes they get a little dusting of snow, but everything's mellowed out. Yeah. But because of Annette's... Um, responsibility of taking care of her dad who has ALS and is on a ventilator at home. We can't do that either because when would we ever go there? Right. So now so I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'll go ahead. I, I was I never mind, go ahead. So now we're in flux. Right. Best sleep plans. Yep. And 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 with my belief system and um, you know, you gotta go, okay it was there something of me that was being selfish that it wasn't checking in that this was taken away because i was doing the wrong thing was this taken away because there's a better plan in store was this taken away because someone else needs these resources and you know i'm supposed to give them up or whatever but here's the difference between old me and, and new me and you knew me you knew old me yeah, old me would have been like going bonkers, trying to come up with a new plan, trying to dig in, trying to figure it out. You know, cursing and praising God at the same time. You know, just being a, just being a maniac. And now yeah, I'm just like, gonna, okay, isn't that scary? Yes. No.
1: suffer shit meter used to max out red line at the drop of a hat. Not
0: anymore. My new thing is, you know what? I, I'm i at the end of this profession. I'll be transitioning into a new, a new profession, uh, you know, no matter what. Yep. Um, we're either going to stay where we're at, or we're going to go. You know, the thing with her, her uh, um, dad... Uh, best case scenario, the man's in his seventies, so it, that's temporary. No matter what, he's
1: he's not going to recover from the ALS, right?
0: Uh he's actually getting better. Really? So I know was a possibility. it it isn't. It's um typically eighteen to twenty four months, and we knew another person who. So when we first came to uh, the mega church that we worked for, if you yeah. recall, yeah. So, so when we first um came into that church. The uh, His name was Tony. He was a podiatrist. And he was one of the very first people that we went into that invested time and energy into us. He became a, a friend uh, almost immediately. He's okay. very, very, very sweet guy. And, um, but man, before he got saved, ooh, look out. Um, anyway, so th- the point being is, he had he got ALS. He uh, under twenty four months he was gone. Uh, my my father in law is about to cross the five year mark, and he's on this drug called Radicava. And while he's not great, like he's still around and he can still walk. He can't use any upper body, but he can still walk, yeah. which is very unlike ALS. Well, who knows.
1: I got some rarefied
0: version of it. Well, you have to remember, ALS is what you come to when you've actually diagnosed everything else. There's nothing to test ALS. Ah. So at the That's... end of the day, it's really, it's a syndrome because it's really a description of um, conditions and ailments. So they kind of, like, they can test for Parkinson's. No, it's not Parkinson's. They can test for Huntington's. No, it's not Huntington's. They can test for, take your pick. Try it. And when they run out of things to test for, they say, oh, it's ALS. Wow. That's the the catch-all, huh? Yeah. So it's going to be kind of like cancer, where there's really no such thing as cancer. Everything's specific and individual. And so cancer's just a catch-all, but in reality, they're all different diseases. Yeah. There could be a hundred things that are all mimics of ALS that are all different in, in makeup and methodology in in um oh come on not pathology so uh-huh. you just don't know what happened i said so you just don't know so he's right. he's doing right. better so that's all you can hope for and well. and you know how we always talk about hitting the post yes. and and concluding the uh, podcast at a reasonable time so we, we, missed, we missed it again yeah we missed it by 45 seconds this time So I talked a lot in this episode, so I'll leave it to you to summarize and and give us our exit speech. Uh,
1: great. No pressure.
0: Uh, lit, with this podcast, there's literally no pressure. I mean, <laughs> this is the antithesis of pressure. Pressure and our podcast came together. They blow up. Yeah, right. All right. Well, in, in summation,
1: we, we, we are surviving. Six feet under, six feet over, regardless Family, friends, loved ones, houses here, houses there, kids complicating our lives. That's about it, man. All you can do is hope and pray and
0: keep your faith. And live your life and do to others as you would want done to you. Oh, God, no. No.
1: If I want things done to me, I wouldn't be willing to do to anybody else.
0: Oh, that's a good point. And we won't talk about what those are. (laughs) Next time.